Check out my podcast show, Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman, Thursdays at 9 p.m. I talk about everything and anything. I'm all about sharing what I know and about learning as well. On the Wake Up Radio, shout out to my producer Cindy Ashby. Tonight's episode is about the world of unicorns. You're listening to my show, Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. I'm your hostess, Boricua Angie. To call in, the number is 844-818-4433. You can catch us on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. As I always say, some can relate, some appreciate, some hate. So tonight we actually we have on here unicorn. Introduce yourself. A bi tantric, a bisexual tantric switch, um, who happens to be single and polyamorous. Okay, so I guess, I guess what I want the audience or the listeners to know, I guess, explain more about what a unicorn is. So a unicorn, by definition is a person who can play with a couple fully meaning they can engage with you know either the man and the woman um intimately and thoroughly and enjoy both um partners without necessarily gaining or having a relationship attachment so i guess can you like tell me any of your experiences like i guess like the the good and the bad um, when it comes to being a unicorn? So I have have had the privilege of unicorning for quite a few years. Um, some of the horniest, juiciest sex has been uh, with couples, particularly married couples, who already know each other's bodies, right? And so I'll be playing with the man and she'll come and whisper in my ear, oh, he likes his nipple sucked or, you know, he likes his his back clawed or something and you can watch his face just like light up entirely because i'm doing something he likes but she knows so she's kind of using me as a a tool for his pleasure and like there's a power dynamic that tends to be so sweet you know cuddling up with them and they're like talking their love language and just being with each other and just lying there knowing yeah i was part of that tonight i totally made that happen um i've also had you know, and the distinction between a threesome and a unicorn is that there's a potential of there to be a relationship of some sort. There's a, a deeper intimacy than just like the one one off invite to the bed. Um, although, you know, that can shift. One of the things that I found that many people struggle with in being with a unicorn is that wanting of ownership. It's like, I want you to there, there's always a discomfort at one point or another in the couple as they re- resolve the dynamic of having a third, uh, where, you know, typically with women, I will en- incur like this insecurity or jealousy. Um, so over the years, I've learned to speak with both of them when they're together. It's like, how, how would you operate around dating? Like, can I what are your rules around dating? Should I inform? Should you not want to know what are rules around separate playtime? 
And some couples want it to just be a unicorn that's with both of them all the time. Or there's some couples that are like, we'll play every once in a while, but really you're in relationship with this person and not the other. So that can get very messy very quickly if you're not clear. Okay, so I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I was going to say, what should anyone, if let's say any ladies out there who are curious, what type of things should they know? Or how should I say, um, if this is something for them, like what are the type of things that they really need to look into first before saying like, oh, I'm a unicorn? Like, One of the things is are you attract your attraction level are you really attracted to women are you really attracted to men are you really attracted to clear folk like self-awareness is a big big step i know that i'm attracted to men and women and queer folk right but i also know that for a dynamic to work for me as a unicorn they need to be on the same page the moment i see that they're not on the same page you know, the guy wants to spend more time with me or is not abiding to the rules that we've we've discussed, it's a red flag for me. And because I'm in the middle, literally, it becomes my responsibility to maturely and gently like put it on the table because the secretness and the hushness and the forbidden fruit of it is what really destroys that dynamic. So I would ask first be very clear with what you're looking for in yourself right what is the pleasure point for you to be a unicorn then communicate and practice communicate it's better to over communicate than to have unspoken things happen and create real clear rules i see you separately and if i see you i have to inform or i see you together and i only see you together so if he starts texting me you know not on the group text like uh, uh, uh we're taking it back to group text like right back there if she's like playing with me and she like takes me to the side and takes me to the bathroom and starts playing with me by herself it's like i just want you to myself i'm like okay but we're on a date <laughs> you know can he watch like so it's being being able to navigate these nuances because sex education is really lacking uh, you you really do learn on the spot and it's having that awareness to call the end of a game, to know what you want and not deviate from that, and to honor the agreements that you've made together. Now, those are actually some great points because um, just like you said, I feel the way things are out there now when it comes to, you know, everybody giving themselves a label, um, whether, you know, relationships, let's say in the BDSM kink world, uh, I feel like people make their own rules, you know what I mean? Because just like what you explained, like you're basically saying that if it's going to be a couple, it's going to be with both of them, not, you know, one or the other or doing any type of sneaky stuff. And that's, I think, that's always great for people out there to understand as well, you know? Sometimes people just don't, like I said, people make up their own rules and they just don't understand how these things work. And then that's what you were talking about, like problems will happen and things like that because, you know, the miscommunication, um, people just really, again, just giving themselves labels just because they feel like, you know, oh my gosh, people love unicorns. I want to be a unicorn and not even understanding, you know, more about it. So 
Craig, Cleef, if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, so I'm Cleef. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm particularly interested in this uh, topic. I think um, Angie and I kind of spoke about this a little bit. Um, I'm, I have some preconceived notions and forgive me, but the reason why I have them is because I guess I haven't gotten my uh, information from the right places. So I figured, well, why don't I just go to the source, right? Go to a medium where I can kind of find out some things. So I'm going to be more of an observer and not so much of a talker because I, again, don't know much about it, but I am very interested in this topic for, I would say, probably personal reasons. So, uh, but thank you for having me on. So I'm just going to put myself in mute and just listen to you guys. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask. That's why I'm here. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess my first question would be, what is, and I hate being scientific like this, but what is a unicorn by definition? A unicorn by definition is a person, it's typically a woman who is bisexual and can enjoy play with a couple without okay. it necessarily being a relationship, although sometimes it does develop into one. Okay. And how does one decide to become a unicorn? Like what experiences or what things um, motivated, um, I would say you, because I, I guess you're, you're, um, you're here on the show. What sort of things motivated you to becoming a unicorn? Um, in my play, I would always gravitate to couples and couples would gravitate to me. Um, it was most of the time it was woman initiated, you know, uh, I, I definitely love the female body. I'm a huge adorer of women <laughs> and it would be like, we're making out and she like will gently nudge me in the middle of her and her husband. And here we are. And she whispers in my ear, I'd like you to play with us. Or a couple would come to me, you know, together, like we would like to touch your body. And it became the feeling of it, being to being able to fully fall into a couple, knowing them and seeing that I could please them both and how they felt fuller and hornier for each other after gave me a sense of satisfaction that's not necessarily always there in a threesome. Okay. Um, so you had mentioned before that um, the woman approached you. So do you have a preference on um, in a couple who approaches you? Um, so um, just to kind of give you a background story, I was kind of almost in a similar situation like that before my wife and I got married. And um, I wanted to have that type of interaction. Um, I thought it would be easier for a woman to approach another woman because women tend to not believe men when they say that they're in a certain relationship status, um, which most of the time they are lying and they are trying to get that other woman. I, and I kind of can understand that. But do you think it's easier or do you feel more comfortable with the female or the woman or the wife or girlfriend, whoever in a relationship to approach you about activity or 
I mean, how does that go? So um, this is informed by my background. I'll give you a little bit of who I am, right? So I'm Kenyan, born and raised. I grew up in a culture that practices polygamy. So this is more natural to me than, you know, polyamory is more natural to me than monogamy because I've grown up in it. I've seen households run. I've, you know, I've have seen children and families and those dynamics were not play abstract. They were real life. And so for me, whenever I enter a situation and part of why it can be a unicorn is because I understand the role of the second wife. The first wife runs the household, is her you know, husband's partner and trophy, and she chooses second wife. When, when the second wife is married, she's not married to the husband, she's married to the, second, to the first wife. And as a unicorn, why I'm so comfortable with women approaching me is because he is your household. And, and so there's a respect there for me that I have. And even if a man approaches me, um, I always make it a point to speak with a woman, either privately or just a whisper. Like, I'm here to serve you. I'm here for your pleasure. You tell me what you need from me. I think that's very um, that's very cool because, um, like I said, usually in in a in a relationship like that, when and this was the struggle that I had, um, basically um, trying to set up something, quote unquote. Um, but you know, there's always that. Well, you know, I, I don't believe you. Let me talk to the wife or whatever, or so forth and so on. And so I got to a point where I just kind of made the decision that you know it'd be easier if you know the the first interaction starts between um, the the. The, the women and then you know we just kind of get added on so my my next question to you is do you know other unicorns um and do they kind of operate under the same um uh rules or regulations or process that you do and i know yours is culture driven so you're used to that but do you know other unicorns that's outside of your culture that may follow a different um way of doing things um, yes. So I know a couple of other unicorns. And so I'm a tantric practitioner, which means I've gone to tantric school. And some of the unicorns I know are from school. And we generally have the same principles, like always thank the always thank the woman, always thank your partner, never leave somebody, you know, not horny for their partner. Like that, that's one of the, you know, real big principles is like, if I've done a good job as a unicorn, they should be hornier for each other when I leave than they were when I came. And so we have basic principles we live by, but every unicorn has their protocol because every unicorn has their preference. Okay, so my producer asked, um, if if you enjoyed a threesome with a lady and you want her and you want only her to be in the bedroom, but not anything more, is that just a threesome? Also, is a unicorn the third leg? And does the unicorn know? more than sex, but all personal info of the couple. Mm. Okay, I'll start from that last question. That depends on the couple's agreement, right? I'm, I'm, if I'm unicorning, right, I want, and actually this has happened, there's a couple I'm dating now. <laughs> That's actually really funny, where I met the woman first. And, um, you know, we had a good time. It wasn't 
physically intimate, but it was quite intimate. It was at a party and we just bonded and we really didn't speak for a while. And then she's like, I want you to meet my partner. I want you to play with us. But their typical agreement is that he usually invites the woman. And so for them, it was a new thing where he, she was the one bringing, bringing someone in and bringing someone in with the intention of it being long-term. And so meeting both of them, having dinner and, and then playing and getting physical with each other. Then I want to know if, because we're talking about building something that's long-term, I want to know what your day was like. I want to talk to you separately. We have a little group chat. You know, I called them just before this, this, um, this live and, you know, they were together and I'm like, I miss you both. I'm, you know, like I'm missing you and we're just giggling and talking. It feels really sweet and soft and she's safe knowing that I'm attracted to her man and he's safe knowing I'm attracted to her, you know. Um, I'm also very comfortable doing threesomes, just being there for that act. And in those cases, for me, it's simpler to just leave it in the bedroom you know, the phone exchange is simply for a text message. Are you available this day or that day? It's not personal in that way. Just to keep it very clean. If I'm just in the bedroom, all the other dynamics are for you to figure out. I'm just like a little cheat. Now, please remind me what the first question of that was. So it says, if you enjoyed a threesome with a lady and you want only her to be in the bedroom, but not anything more, is that just threesome? Yep. I like this. She was just straight to the point. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Cleve, do you have any other questions? Because I'm trying to think myself too, like what can we actually ask when it comes to the world of unicorns? Yeah, so I, I definitely have some more questions. So um, is it as difficult as it's portrayed to be to actually look for or find a unicorn. And the reason why I say that is because on Facebook, they had these um, unicorn groups or whatever, and I'm reading these, you know, uh, messages going back and forth. And, you know, you have everything from people claiming to be a unicorn, but not, or after a, a couple's money or, you know, what have you, or they're just not having any luck. Or the biggest thing is just location, 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 right? Because you got people just all over the country who are just looking for some, um, is it really as difficult um as it's portrayed to actually look for unicorns and if it's not how do you spot one unfortunately for the world of kink and sex and pleasure there's always posers right and and you hit a few hundred posers you get jaded in the search and you start to believe that this that that doesn't exist right are unicorns hard to find if you're looking in the wrong place, you're not going to find them. If you don't know what a unicorn looks like, you're not going to be able to identify a poser. So if you've done the research of like, what is it that you're looking for? And you're clearly looking for a unicorn. It's easy because you'll ask them direct questions. And if they don't have the answer, they're not a unicorn. Um, how do you spot a unicorn? <laughs> yeah. I, I, do. I don't know how to answer that one. Um, I think I can spot another unicorn 
because of how they interact with couples. You, we tend to be very flirty, especially flirty with couples. And like very like, I'll, for, I'll put myself as me seeing myself, right? So I'll sit on her lap and talk to her with my hand on his thigh. Right? So I'm having a conversation of like, do you want to play tonight? Or like, what are you looking for? And, you know, and I'll, I'll literally, I always approach the woman first, but I always make physical contact with the man too. There are other unicorns, like I, one of my friends who is a unicorn, she likes to tease the man and then make out with the woman. Like she'll play with, so we, we interact with a couple in like different dynamics, but still playfully inviting both of them into, into the act. Um, yeah. My producer asked, um, there's two questions. Can men be unicorns? And how do you avoid STDs or scammers when looking for unicorns? Men can't be unicorns. In fact, if there was a rare unicorn, I think male unicorns are harder to find simply because there's a lot of homophobia and um, generally black bisexual men tend to hide. So you won't really spot them, spot them, unless it's a really intimate, trusted situation. They're much more cautious and they hide way more. Um, it's a little bit more acceptable for a, fe a female to be a unicorn. They do exist, they just, they're much harder to find. Um, what was the second question? I, I keep forgetting the second question. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, I don't know if on your side, can you see this like a, you could, you could click on the private chat, but I'll oh, read it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it says, Sorry. how do you avoid STDs or scammers when looking for unicorns? Um, I avoid STDs by getting tested every three months, regardless of whether I'm playing or not. I'm very rigorous about my testing. Um, I also am all about protection. Only my primary partner and secondary partner can play with me without protection. And th those are partners that we've had the conversation. We've discussed children. We've discussed what the relationship is. And then we go on ahead, you know, moving both of us in the same page. But um, I'm one of those unicorns. Not every unicorn does this. If I'm playing with anybody, they're aware of the other people that I'm playing with. I do not like the idea of secrecy around my partners. And I also do this so that when I'm spending time with you, my phone is down. Everybody in my life is aware that I'm spending time with you. They're not gonna bother me. So um, scammers, I, there's no way to, to avoid scammers. It, just make good choices, ask many questions. Um, you know, because of things like Fifty Shades of Grey, right? People want to live out these fantasies that they have no real education around. And that can, has a lot, it's led to a lot of harm. It's also led to a lot of having to prove who you are in, in the community. Like me saying I'm a unicorn is no longer enough. I have to really be able to answer these questions, be able to educate about what a unicorn actually is. And hopefully, that education gets transferred to somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. But avoiding them, I, I don't know. I don't know if we, we 
we'll ever get to a place where we can avoid posers. So what are some of the things that you said, um, you know, just saying that you're unicorn is one thing, but actually proving it is another. So if my wife and I were looking for a unicorn, what are some of the things that we should be looking for? Or what are some of the questions we should be asking? What are some of the answers that we should be hearing if the person is truly a unicorn? First, they're going to have protocol of conduct. They carry themselves with, it could be as little as I only play with couples, but unicorns typically have, you know, a do's and don'ts of play to honor relationship. If you're not hearing somebody who's coming in with that respect, with that, you know, forethought, they're probably not either a young unicorn or a poser. You want to be looking for somebody who has, they're not trying it out on you. It's not their first time. Because that would be a threesome. <laughs> that is not a unicorn, right? It's, it's not somebody who's trying it out. You are looking to hear what their past dynamics have been. And you're looking to hear what they, what they offer. Meaning, are they a comfort unicorn? Are they a bedroom unicorn? You know, what is their flavor? So that you know if they fit into your dynamic because you, you both know what you're looking for, you and your wife, right? So if it's a kitchen table unicorn, this is somebody who's going to be in your life, know your children, you know, be involved at family things. And you're sitting down and, and she's talking about how she loves to, you know, tie up and plays in dungeon and that doesn't necessarily work for you guys, then respectfully, that's not your unicorn. Okay. So my producer asked two more questions. Is there anything sexual you will not do as a unicorn? And she said, can trannies, AKA lady boys be unicorns, which I think is another, there's another word for that. Um, that will be super rare, right? I, oh, I know one. Yes. <laughs> they, just, they just crossed my mind. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. Ugh. Okay. I know two. Yes. So the short answer is yes, they can be. Um, anyone can be a unicorn, male, female, queer, trans, um, it's the type of unicorn that they are that becomes the splitting of hairs, right? Um, is there anything sexually I will not do? I will not do non-consensual play. If, if we are, I'm a huge consent person. I was gonna use a different adult word. I'm not, actually, I should ask this. What is a language situation? Oh, so I was going to say this is a free speech. So if you want to curse and say penis, okay. vagina, titties, if you want to okay. say fuck you, shit, you're more allowed to say what it is. So go ahead. I, I, I'm a giant consent whore. I love consent. It's like, it's like if, you, if you hear me say no or if you hear me safe word and you don't listen, I don't play with you anymore. You're not safe for me. So that is one of the things I, I will not tolerate 
lack of consent in bed. Absolutely not. Um, I am also an anal slut, but I typically have a rule that our first date does not involve anal. Um, what else will I not do? Um, I talk about hard limits with everybody on the table. We all talk about what we what are deal breakers. We all agree on safe words. Um, and then, you know, when somebody safe words, I, 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 even if it's not me, like, for example, let's say now they're horny for each other and they're playing and I'm just like sitting there masturbating, watching this enjoyable little scene. Right. And she starts to say to safe word. If she safe words three times and he's not listening, I get my strap on. I put in one time out and I fuck her. That's how that goes. Keith is having a ball. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I can dig it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think you left them you left them speechless because he just his questions, whatever, he just forgot. Um, I was definitely gonna say that even though we're doing this show, but I definitely want you back for the, the tantric, right? Is it tantric sex or is there another word for it? It's 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 just tantric, it's neo-tantra. So okay. it, it, I, it's sexual, but it, it's much deeper than that. So I would definitely love to have you for the next one so you can explain that as well, because that is very interesting, so. Yes, um, it is. I wanna hear wait, more about yes. that too. <laughs> I don't know if you have any more questions, anything else that you're curious about? Um. So, uh, I mean, I, it's it's kind of an obvious answer, but um, well, maybe not as obvious. Um, how would one, if you were if you were a couple looking for a unicorn, okay. how would you approach that? Like, what would you do? Where would you go? Who would you talk to? I mean, how do you get started in that? Like, how can you find? you know, um, um, I'm, I'm unicorn. It's not like you can put an ad in the paper and say, Hey, I'm looking for you, you know, uh, because then that's when you get all the posters or anything. But like, let me ask you this. How did you meet the couple that you're involved with? So full confession, I'm involved with a couple of couples. <laughs> it's, it's no judgments here. Oh, it's a joy of my life. I, it's listen, it's, there's been so much pain on this journey to finally be in a place where I can freely openly share about this stuff. It's hard to be a unicorn. There's a lot of, as you said, preconceived notions of what it's supposed to look like. And, you know, I'm here, but you know, there's, there's been tears, there's been hurt. There's been things I can't come back from. There's literally a little network that exists of unicorns that know unicorns, like a little database. Can I tell you? Do you want to hear the secret? Um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you go on FetLife, there's a little group of us. Real, real, real us's. Real unicorns. And um, we, we kind of are there. And there's one couple that kind of manages the group and can vet and verify us. So you know if you are looking for a unicorn, um, you actually will get a unicorn. It just typically 
it's it's just that's a safety thing too is like i don't always want to be out there you know hi unicorn if there's a couple but this this couple does that is like connecting people who are looking for unicorns with actual unicorns and they're unfed so that's the one place i'd say but if you go to parties you can really just ask the host most hosts know the unicorns most hosts know you know the nymphs and they know that like the swingers they you know they know their people hosts are a really good source to ask for that kind of inform information too I know. Is I always have to come back to a mute because it's always one of those things. <laughs> I'm over here like uh, multitasking, trying to ask some people on Facebook because I know somebody's watching to see if they're curious, you know, um, if they have any questions. So I always love to get people's, you know, feedback and what they think about certain things. So I'm trying to. Okay. Um, Cleef, any other questions you have? Because it's funny, I was thinking about that same question too. And at first I did think of that because I'm like, where where would someone actually find a unicorn? And I don't think there are clubs where, I don't think, right? I don't think there's clubs where, I don't know if they're specifically for certain type of parties. I don't know, but um, that's a good question. Um, but I know definitely fat. All you gotta do is type in like what she said, there's a group. So definitely something to check out. Any other questions you might have or curious about? Yeah, so I have a question, another question too. So so you said that you were involved with um, multiple um, couples. Um, what is the farthest you've traveled to be with a couple? Mexico. Wow. Oh, well, I was just going to say, was it, was it worth the travel to go out there? Oh, it was so worth it. They were on <laughs> vacation and I was on vacation. I don't think we got past the hotel room till the day we left. Like, <laughs> I did not see any part of Mexico. <laughs> well, you know, there's also, um, I was thinking too, um, um, hedonism too, I think will probably be a good place, right? To maybe find someone like that. I mean, I've, I've been to hedonism probably no, not probably. I have been once long, long, long time ago, and I'm sure it has changed a lot since then. But I'm thinking that's probably another place um, network wise where I guess you can go. But that's something that's not readily, you know, available. Like you got to plan a trip and you got to spend money to do that in order to do that. So um, I don't know. Has anybody in here been to Hito? No. What? See, the thing is, okay, actually, I almost did. I had a photo shoot that was going to happen there. But I'm not a hedonist, and I'm not a swinger. So those spaces sometimes tend to be, to rub, I, I tend to rub people off the wrong way. Like, people don't, we don't quite vibe. And so I avoid these hedonistic debauchery festivals because I'm not really that flavor. She'll wow, so 
Oh, okay. Because because I was going to ask what what's the difference? I guess I, I know that's kind of a harsh way of putting it, but um, and again, I'm and, and I and I claim ignorance on this. I will be the first to say I am very ignorant when it comes to that aspect of the lifestyle. But to me, it seems that anything. See, to me, anything that's non-vanilla falls in its own category by itself but then what i'm learning now is that category has subcategories within itself you know what i mean so yeah. like there's heatness now um you got unicorns you got poly you got you know all these other things and i'm i'm trying to learn more of the um i don't want to say divisions but the certain sub compartments or subsections of that you know what i mean yeah, it's interesting because I don't think nobody ever says like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit of everything. And people be like, what does that mean? You know, so <laughs> nobody never really says that. So it was like you would basically have to, you know, um, break it down. But eventually when she comes back, but uh, Unicorn, I met her. She she's awesome. You, as you can see, she's she's very open, um, free spirit. Um, she just says it like it is. So <laughs> you, you already heard half of the stuff she was saying. So, um, yeah, I've seen her in person and it's just kind of like, yes very interesting that's why i'm like i said about the whole tantric thing oh i seen that in person and um yes it was amazing <laughs> yeah was I, amazing. I think that sounds very interesting too because you know with with tantric too i mean we get so wrapped up in the the superficial of it you know but i think when you get to a certain age or a certain maturity level, the superficial wears off and now you're looking for something of substance. And I think that's where tantric fits itself right in there because there's, it seems to be more substance in that than just a uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause uh, basically what she did was, and I'm saying tantric, but it was more of like, like massaging the penis right and it was just interesting because the guy was listening to what she was saying he's never met her it was his first time and he was just listening to what she was saying and just and i'm just there like looking like she's telling him to breathe and he's doing everything and i'm just like okay he's like he's he's giving this a chance he's giving it a try he's not even being like yo what is this you know or or like he just went with it and i was just just watching like so amazed like oh, i was like he's really doing this <laughs> and you know why i was surprised because you know how sometimes when you see people like because their hood you know like I, you kind of look at things differently and when certain people say things it's just like oh that's stupid or corny or weird but just seeing him just actually doing that i was just like okay he he's open to it he's not being like you know like what is this weird shit? <laughs> what is she doing to me but yeah it was really interesting it was really interesting I was like, okay. Yeah, you know what? And I think that's it too. Between communication and being open to experiences, um, that's where you get more of um, the the enjoyed pleasure of it. Um, I I remember seeing an episode of The Big Bang Theory where this young lady was um, trying to have a, I guess, a foursome with uh three of the guys that were on the show and one line that she says um which stays to me to this very day and the line is it's so much better when everybody commits you know mm -hmm. um meaning that it's so much better when 
everybody's on the same page and there's that level of understanding, right? That there's no one that's trying to outdo the other. No one is trying to have false pretenses. No one is trying to um, get over on one another, but it, it is really truly more enjoyable um, when everybody does commits and everybody's on the same page, so. I'm always so honored when, when people allow me to, you know, to play with them tantrically, especially at parties, and for people to watch because it's one thing to speak about it; it's another thing to to see it, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, it was a it was a privilege. I was very delighted to do that. <laughs> I know he definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> Please, Cindy, you want to say anything? So. I'm going to get a little devil's advocate with you for a second, unicorn. Aren't most women who come into, like this man right here, he's married, he's got a wife, right? You're, you're into some kinky shit. But aren't most women really unicorns? You know, the ones that they'll know all the wife's business, they'll know about the family, but they're like the side chick. All they got to do is bring it together like a community. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of people think it's that easy, but it's literally holding the dynamic of a person, an individual separately and a couple as a unit. So you're dating three different dynamics. Can you hold three different dynamics and your own mental health together to do it? And can you hold it long term consistently showing up? One of my couple, one of my couples, um, the female and I you know, we, we both have, we're both neurodivergent. So when she has a panic attack, she knows she can call me because I understand whereas her husband doesn't hold that space. He, he can't understand the way I understand. I can very quickly go, okay, five senses. What do you see? What do you touch? You know, like, and, and quickly bring her back to center. Whereas it may take him a minute to go, why are you upset? Or, you know, he might be busy, like not really understanding the crisis energy that she's having because she's neurodivergent so mistresses and side chicks have the enjoyment of being able to turn off the uncomfortable stuff the ugly messy stuff the fights the the lateness the tardiness the bullshit that y'all don't tolerate with each other they have the advantage of stepping away from any of that a unicorn is just as involved i will i i'm the mediator but sometimes i'm the the shit starter and sometimes it's it's a real it's a real investment in each other. That's the difference. Okay, so basically, I've just seen it in my mind. You're basically a therapist. You realize that a yes. fucking therapist that pretty much we all need sometimes, yeah, because we have traumas and shit. But but that's pretty dope. And it would take a certain. That's why you're a unicorn because it takes a certain woman to be compassionate to another woman. And another man. It takes it takes a lot of patience, compassion, and a lot of love. Because a lot of times people are in it to like separate you and your wife, you know. They're in it for the dynasty and the drama and the bullshit and not really there for like community. I know this shit sounds weird. I'm talking about unicorns and community. Oh God, I'm gonna go sit down somewhere. Thank you. 
that makes perfect sense to me because um it almost and please let me know if i'm wrong or not it's almost on the borderline of polyamorous right where you're having the investment in not just one person you're having the investment in both people both persons in the couple whether they're married boyfriend girlfriend or whatever and i guess what i'm understanding what unicorn is saying is that um like she said with a side you know you want all the benefits of but none of the bad stuff of and you can always up and leave and 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 go whereas a unicorn would be a little bit more um invested in the relationship because it's and I'm going to use this term a three-way and a three-way in a sense of it's the unicorn and the wife, the unicorn and the husband, and then the husband and the wife, you know, so that's the three-way. Um, I mean, am I, am I, am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely correct. Both of you are absolutely correct. There, there is a, there is a sense and sensibility of unicorns being kind of therapists because we, it is in my best interest as a unicorn to keep you all together. <laughs> Whereas a side would be competing for one or the other. It, it only works for me when you're together. So if there's something in the way of your togetherness, then it, it, it's an invitation for me to step in as the unicorn, being the third party, mediating, being neutral, understanding both sides with compassion and, and gentleness, but also, you know, having my needs met. Right. So in a sense, you also have to understand part of my background is I've been in life coach work. I've been in spiritual work. I've been a practitioner. So this, these things I cannot escape in my bedroom. <laughs> like They're just in my skin. And so for me, it's always approaching from a place of, can we, can we work it out? Can we fix it? Can we, and also knowing when it's time to leave, you know, the couple in Mexico, um, Yes, we were, I was their unicorn, but they were also, you know, in an open marriage and somebody cheated somewhere, whatever their, their agreement was. And they started to become very aggressive with each other and I didn't like it and it wasn't going to end. So I left. So that brings me to my next question, which was, what do you look for in a couple? Um, do you look for a certain thing within the men? Do you look for something, a certain thing within the women or, and, or do you look for a certain thing when they're together as a couple? Cause I know you said that you are attracted to couples and I'm, I'm assuming by you saying that you're attracted to their dynamics between the, the, the man and the woman, but is there ever an instance where um, you're attracted? I don't want to say attracted, but, is there redeeming qualities about the man and or the woman that will make it the couple better for you to be attracted to? I don't know if I'm saying that right. I generally will not play with a couple if the woman has never been with another woman. It's just, uh, it's a deal breaker for me because I will immediately be put into a dynamic where I'm teaching her how to please a woman and that ruins the power dynamic of the masculine feminine energy between me and the man. When I'm look what I'm looking for in a couple is their their chemistry. Do they have chemistry? I I don't 
typically want to be involved with a dry <laughs> couple. <laughs> if there's no juiciness, it would be me starting the fire every time, you know. Not 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 my vibe. I typically look for couples that have clear communication with each other. Um, because if they have clear communication, then it's a good chance that if something goes left, we can talk about it. Um, I don't play with first-time unicorn couple people because they walk in looking for a threesome and then they experience the unicorn aspect of it and it makes them uncomfortable. I've been rejected a lot by first-time couples because either I go too deep for them or too fast. So I, I typically avoid especially if they're not in the in the scene if they're not kinky or you know they don't go to parties and they're looking for a kitchen table unicorn where i know their children i know their school days i know their you know like that kind of stuff i i typically will say no um simply because again i do not want the teacher dynamic involved in my play life i teach because i love to teach and i want to continue teaching but i want to let my hair down when i come home I like that straight into the point. That's what I'm talking about. And I think that's what's missing, right? I think that we have so many things that we want to hide about ourselves, but we want the gratification of what's at the other end of the rainbow, but we're not willing to um, be vulnerable enough to state what it is that we want and what it is that we need. And I, and I, I definitely applaud um, Unicorn um for 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 saying that and for being so open because um like i said i i think that the dynamic is and angie you can agree or disagree with me or not but i think the dynamic is is that for any couple that is looking for a unicorn um and typically the men given the responsibility to find one we get the most resistance from it um because again, there's not that believability about, you know, what, what's really going on there. So I, I thank you for being open about that. I, I definitely appreciate the, the straightforwardness and communication on that. I think we need a lot more people like that to just really come out and say that. And I think Angie, I, and I got to give you credit too, because you're, you're the same exact way as well. You, you say what you mean and you mean what you say. And I think a lot of it comes from some experiences that you've gone through as well. Cause I've, I remember us having some conversations about some things too, but believe it or not, and I'll give you a little secret about men, men appreciate the hell out of that. You may not think so. You may have run into some, some men that don't, but if it's a mature grown ass men, they understand and they appreciate the straight and directiveness of your message and your communication. So I would say, please continue to do that. It is very attractive on a woman. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. I'm not going to change. I feel like also with age, it's been more of like, you know, I'm like, fuck it. I'm not getting any younger. I, you know what I mean? Like there's no need to, to bite my tongue because I think another thing is, is that people are so judgmental and just like the fact that it's, I actually even went a step further to post on my vanilla Facebook page. And I mean, I still have people on my page. Nobody's left yet from all the videos I've posted and, and the things I've even talked about anal and things. And I'm surprised <laughs> nobody's left my, um, my page yet, but I'm just like, fuck it. I mean, we only live once. And if we're going to be, you know, not being ourselves and it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> That's where I've been at lately. 
for me it's the time factor i don't want to waste your time i don't want you to waste my time it's the only thing we're not going to get back i'd rather you hate me right now i'd rather you know exactly what it is and if it's not for you it's informed consent not everything's on the table on on my end you don't, it's it's an invitation for you to do it you don't have to do it but it saves me time to very quickly cut to the quick get to the point you know some people think i'm a bot when i go online and i'm horny and i want sex and you know go on tinder and somebody's like what are, how was your day i'm like i want to fuck are you available <laughs> like i don't care <laughs> you know just you know i'm yeah. telling you that is that is the most important thing man that is so man that is incredible i wish there were more women like that um because and, and maybe let me let me retract that statement. Let me let me revise it with this. I wish there I knew more women that were like that because and not because there's a personal interest, but I think that um women deprive themselves because they've been put in this box about their own sexuality and it's horrible. It is horrific. There is absolutely no reason why a woman can't just like unicorn said, look, I'm just out to get some dick. I'm just out to the fuck, you know, whatever. And um, I'm just letting you know how it, how it is. Um, I can honestly say it's that whole sexual revolution too, right? Where it was very male predominant and, you know, only men can be dominant in that. But I think that these days, man, let us know what you need, man. There's nothing wrong with that. And if there's a man that's intimidated by it, then that's his problem. Absolutely. And I appreciate you for saying that because I remember one time somebody was making me feel like I lack communication. But when other people would see me or I would do my lives and I would say it out loud to them, they're just like, you not communicating, you not being straight forward or you're not saying what it is they were kind of surprised when they heard me say that so it's like you see people are watching and they see how i am so it's just like yeah i know <laughs> i know exactly who i am but you know there's always the people out there who like to to play games but i did want to say one thing because um i know i'm on one of the sites one of the swinger sites and i get approached by couples and automatically they start using the word unicorn and i'm just like I know in my profile, I didn't write that. So I'm like, I don't know where they got the idea from, but they'll just throw it out there to me anyway. Sometimes I respond, sometimes I don't. But I guess there will be something maybe moving forward, I will have to let them know, like, I'm not a unicorn or whatever, because like I said, they'll just throw that in there. And, you know, I'm thinking my profile is very, you know, it's very straight to the point. So I think I would have, you know, I would have put that in there. But I get that sometimes with couples and they basically tell me that's what they're looking for. So send them over um, <laughs> um but on on one of the things that cliff said i am absolutely shameless at sex parties for two reasons one reason is one i enjoy it because i genuinely choose the parties i participate in and i don't go to every single party i'm invited to but two in the flesh it's giving women permission to be shameless a little bit if you see a woman walk into a room and like immediately undress and then start crawling all over the floor, you're like, she's fucking nuts, but I might suck a dick tonight, you know? And and I, I love to give, not it's not showing off, it's not performative, but to give women that idea that free sexual expression is allowed in this space 
and you can go as far as you want to go. And this is where I'm going. I think, what was it? Within the first 15, 20 minutes of being at the party, I was like strapped. I, I was holding onto a wall and getting flogged. <laughs> yeah. But like immediately the you, you feel the energy shift and people open up and, you know, all that tension starts to, you know, and then also here I am like running around and like, you know, playing and making out with people. And I notice, I always notice the women that are in the corners, like the women that are, you know, kind of folded or the women that are being preyed on, you know, these men that don't understand boundaries or consent and, and they can tell that this is fresh meat. You know, she doesn't have enough spine to stand for herself. I'm always looking for those women, you know, you're welcome here, you're wanted here, participate however you want. I sit with them, I speak with them. It's Permission is one of the sexiest things you can give a woman. Permission and safety, especially in these events, because we're we're there because there's a longing that we have, you know. And and I I, I really do enjoy it. It it it's, it makes me very happy. Yeah, um, I I I agree with you. Um, I've been to some parties, and I, and I was telling Angie this the last not the last one, but I started in this lifestyle parties like maybe 21 years ago to the month in, in November. Um, and I do recall seeing those same type of women in the corners, like very, you know, kind of folded, um, which I like that world because that I like that word because it's almost like they're in the fold, uh, they're in a the corner, they're watching, but they're kind of like, you know, huddled, you know, whatever, like, you know, um, and, and, and you're right. There are just guys that like really pray on that and i and i and i don't get that because of the very nature of why you're there you don't need to do that and i think i'm the same way too i would rather sit and talk with a person to make them feel comfortable like i was saying to angie before one of my favorite sayings was from a tv show it's so much better when everyone commits right when everybody's on the same page and so if i don't get the vibe that someone is not vibing to do that then i'm totally backing away like nah this is you know but we can sit and chat and maybe that's a little bit tantric in its own sense because you know some sometimes you know, sometimes you know people enjoy the conversation more than the physical you know what i mean and that's more similar and maybe it will get them to open up so you know. you're absolutely right about that um the last party that we were at <laughs> that was in jersey but it wasn't it wasn't a woman though it was a guy uh you know he came with the other his other two friends and you know, I guess he didn't really want to walk around and stuff, so he was just sitting down. So I was, I did one of those things where I was like, you know what, I I know the lady because she's my friend. So it's like this is her friend. So I was like, I'm gonna sit down. <laughs> I'm gonna go sit down and talk. What was that for? His whole thing just changed. He told me he was like, you know, thank you for coming to sit down and, and talking to me, and he appreciated that. But after that, I was just like, oh, and then. I could even smile because that was one thing that caught his attention. He was just like, oh, I noticed his smile. And, and I guess that made him even more comfortable. After that, it was just like, he saw me and it was just like, woo, he was already open. It was just like, oh, there she is. You know, it was one of those things. So I was like, okay. You know, I kind of got him to open up and, and be a little bit more comfortable and loose because that's another thing too. Um, when I would host, if I had someone helping me, I would try to tell them like, you know, like I see people sitting around like, you know, go have a conversation. But if they didn't do it, I would go over and try to make conversation because I'm like, they're sitting there quietly. They, everybody else knows each other. They don't know nobody. So, you know, try to, you know, mingle and just make people feel comfortable. Cause that, that's another reason why sometimes people are there. 
they won't come back. They just think all oh, that this is what it's going to be like. And because of course, since everyone is new, everybody, I guess they all go through that process before people get comfortable with them. And then after that, everybody that knows them. So, but I've noticed that a lot. So. It's very rewarding for me. I always find it a little bit more rewarding than the playtime when I'm able to go up to a party and like open somebody, you know, a first timer or somebody who's there with their, with their person and they're just not comfortable in the room yet. I find it way more, and maybe this is a kink, I find it way more rewarding to like open somebody in the moment. Cause they, like they, that change, that body change, that like opening in the, the chest out, ugh. And then like a couple of hours later, find them underneath on top or in between somebody. I'm like, yeah, I did that. (laughs) Um, It's funny because um, I, I, and I know exactly that feeling that you you got there because um, in the business that I'm in, um, the first 10 or 15 years of my career, I was a trainer. IT technology, whatever, but I used to enjoy seeing people get that concept, right? That you were able to contribute to opening up someone's eyes and seeing a concept. And I understand that that's definitely a big thrill um, there. So, yeah. Any, um, any last questions or any um, unicorn, any last things you would like to say to like the audience, anybody listening? I guess maybe one last time about being a unicorn or anything else you would like to say as a last message. Um, thank you for having me on, Angie. Uh, I had no idea what this night was going to be. It's actually been a very unicorn kind of day. <laughs> um, um, I appreciate you. I cannot wait to see you, play with you, all the things. Cliff, very nice to meet you. Thank you for your questions. They were. I hope the audience was able to glean a little bit of what it what it is to be a unicorn based on your questions. Um, hi again, audience. Thank you for listening. I am unicorn. I do go by unicorn. Um, a unicorn is a typically a woman who is able to play within a couple's setting, and it can be intimate or just in the bedroom. Uh, and typically, it tends to be just in the bedroom. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Oliver, O-L-I-V-E-R, close off, K-L-O-S-E-O-O, no, O-F-F, close off. Oliver, close off, if you were British. <laughs> so I guess with that being said, thank you so much, Unicorn, for being here. I appreciate you and your honesty. That is awesome. I love when I have guest on here when it comes to certain topics because like I said I have whatever experience I have but when it comes to certain things it's like I know all about it but I'm not that you know not that informative and I don't have the experience like other people do and again Cleve thank you so much you've been so helpful with the questions and I appreciate you as well so with that being said thank you to the listeners for tuning in Check us out on thewakeupradio.com and otwtube.com. You can catch replays on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Shout out again to my producer, Cindy Ashby. Tune in next week on The Wake Up Radio at 9 p.m. for another segment of Thoughts of a Light-Skinned Woman. Remember, life is too short and enjoy life to the fullest. Good night. Until next time. Bye. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. 
Cindy Ashby On the wake up. Hola, I'm your hostess Boricua Angie, and I'm on the Wake Up Radio Thursdays at nine. My show is called Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. That is also my IG handle and Gmail. The holidays, the winter is coming. I sell pasteles and coquito, and also I do digital flyers. If you're interested, hit me up. I got my girls on, my swag's on.